Hello and welcome back to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. This week I'm chatting to Ghost Poet, the twice Mercury Prize nominated artist on his brand new album, I Grow Tired But Dare Not Fall Asleep, discussing current mindset, productivity, creative process and also reflections on his career to date. Also coming up in just a moment, highlights from recent albums to drop into our Rough Trade Edit. But I also want to mention very quickly an album that has been announced recently because it has, shall we say, a bit of a special relationship with Rough Trade. I am, of course, talking about Fontaine's DC and their brand new record, A Hero's Death, the follow-up to the 2019 debut Dog Roll, which was, of course, our album of the year. Um, It's literally almost six months, I think, to the week since we crowned them at the top of our annual rundown, and we can already look forward to new music because the new album arrives on the 31st of July. It's pre-ordering now at roughtrade.com. So yeah, just sort of give you a little taste of that one. Here is the title track, A Hero's Death. Don't give up too quick, you only get one line, you better make it stick If you give ourselves to every breath, then we're all in the runner for a hero's death Life ain't always empty, life ain't always empty there we go new fontaine's dc how about that i am obsessed already but then you guys who have been listening to the show for a while probably knew that right because big fan over here um on to some albums you can devour right now having dropped in to our edit in the last couple of weeks first up we have the incredible new collaborative record from tom mish and yusuf days People can't seem to get enough of this, and I can totally understand why. It is unique, it's totally original, fluid, and full of compelling spontaneity. It fuses electronica, jazz, vintage hip-hop, and just a myriad of textures and sounds. Um, The album is called What Kind of Music, and here's a preview from it. Check out Tidal Wave. Next up, and Ezra Furman releases his original soundtrack to Netflix's smash hit series, Sex Education. This is a a brilliant record, whether or not you've seen the series, in my opinion. Um, So if you're a fan of Ezra, this will not disappoint. Um, Ezra's music is just the perfect soundtrack for the heartfelt moments, for the emotional moments, playing through that kind of frustration and euphoria all at the same time, so seamlessly song to song. I actually watch Sex Education, so this is wonderful news to my ears to get this out in an LP Um, but it's um, actually a mixture of new songs um, but also songs from his back catalogue and also some brilliant covers so it's the full package really and yeah here's one that I really love check out every feeling Shame. I'm gonna feel 
Next up, and I have the third LP from the lo-fi London band, Happiness. So the album is called Floater and it dabbles in ragged euphoria and lush balladry while still rooted in 90s alt-rock anxiety, described by the band as both a breakup and a coming out album. Um, Happiness also very recently did an exclusive performance for us for our Rough Trade Transmissions, which you can now watch over on our Instagram TV channel. I highly recommend checking that one out. It's so colourful and wonderful. It's just a bit of a... A bit of a joy in these times, I would say. Um, The entire album has a really wonderful kind of nostalgic feel to it. I certainly felt that as you listened through. It's just great. Here's a little preview for you. Check it out. This is What Isn't Nurture. That was wonderful happiness. And finally, shortly after takeoff, is the last but mighty fine chapter of BC Camp Light's wonderful Manchester trilogy. Like 2018's Deportation Blues, which was a huge hit with Rough Trade staff, this new album spans gnarly synth pop and 50s rock and roll. It's sophisticated and even more of a leap forward in its writing. It's just really super glorious and a really super essential listen. So yeah, here's one to draw you in. This is the wonderful BC Camp Light and I Want to Be in the Mafia. The crew and I would hang on the steps Outside a chippy shop in Oldham I'd make mistakes, they'd clean up the mess We'll play Texas Hold'em and talk about religion It's a wonder how I try So little in my life And that wraps another roundup of some favourite new music available at Rough Trade. Hope you're all doing okay out there. Hope you're all keeping safe. All feedback for the podcast is so, so welcome. Just hit us up on Twitter at Rough Trade. And if you're enjoying the show, please do, by all means, leave us a review. As I say, it's all really, really appreciated. Um, To close today, I was lucky enough to jump on a call with Ghost Poet earlier in the week to discuss all things album number five. He is such an incredible guy, he's had such an incredible career. If somehow you're new to his music or you aren't aware of his work, I really urge you to go check it out. Not only is it amazing in its production, but there's also some incredible think pieces to unravel in there as well. So here we go, and as ever, thank you very much for listening. So first off, welcome to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. No problem. <laughs> Thank you so much for obviously talking with me among these very strange and uncertain days. We've actually just been obviously talking about how you're coping, how I'm coping, how it's affecting yeah. our day-to-day and yeah. those beyond, it, you know, out in the, the further kind of industry that we work in. But I did just want to ask for the purpose of people listening how you are and where your head's kind of been at since, well, the UK anyway, went into lockdown a few weeks back. 
Um, I would say the first couple of weeks was tough. It was really mentally tough because, you know, it's like every dystopian film I've ever, I've ever watched wrapped into one. <laughs> um, playing right in front of me, but in, uh, the starring me as in the leading role, and you know, it's a situation. It was it was a situation, or still is. But what was happening was my livelihood and career was um, crumbling before my very eyes. Yeah, you know, I'm being told basically my touring for potentially the whole of the year is gone, mm-hmm. you know, opportunities. I'm releasing a record, but I won't be able to promote it physically. Yeah. And that's just myself personally, you know, there's friends and family going through exactly the same things where they're, they're being told they're, they're being let go from their work, from their jobs. Um, you start to think about family members who are vulnerable health-wise and, what's going to happen to them. I'm not going to be able to see them and so on and so forth. So it was, it was pretty tough in the beginning because you just, there's a, it's, there's only so much your brain can take and the word unprecedented was just thrown about all the time. And it, it's just the only word I could really think of to sum it up to a certain extent. It just was unprecedented and it's, it's, this is the most extreme period I've had in my life in my whole life you know so it was very difficult for me to totally understand what was going on I guess after that it was a case of your brain starts to go into a kind of fight or flight kind of situation isn't it where it's kind of like all right we need to just work things out now or it's going to be very detrimental for your own health and now I'm at the phase of similar to what you mentioned about getting used to it to a certain extent having a routine knowing my parameters and um, boundaries to a certain extent yeah and yeah I literally just I literally just started writing yesterday just like I wrote a verse or something this thing I, I said I would do and um it just felt quite natural you know and that, it, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of at a stage where I do want to be creative now and, and do creative things. And that was not the case at all in the beginning. So that's good. I've got access to enough to record and, and make stuff. And I'm just starting to think about that a bit more now when yeah. previously it was, wasn't on my mind yeah. at all. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the summary. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess when we went into lockdown it was about what six weeks maybe out from releasing your fifth record yeah 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 so you've kind of come to that time so I guess it's nice in a way that you feel that you are at a position to kind of create or connect more with music at a time when your album is coming out I imagine it would have been quite mm. different if your record had been coming out at the end of March yeah, potentially. I think, just you saying that, I think also the need to create again has kind of stemmed from the fact that the record's out. Okay. Once I've put a record out, one, I kind of, I'm done with it. Like, it, I'll be listening to it, listening to it obsessively Yeah. up to that point of release. And then it's kind of like, it's it's not mine anymore. It's out. So I'm, I'm just not that fussed about 
one listening to it or dwelling on it. So I guess subconsciously I was just like, okay, yeah, okay, it's time to start making new stuff now. Mm. So maybe that's where the creativity has come from as well. Um, I think it definitely helped that I had something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, you know, back then, but if I if if I knew my if my record was pushed back and I had to, it was going to be later on in the year, I think that would have been a bit tougher to deal with. But yeah, I'm really pleased this out. It was finished at, in like November last year. Okay. And I didn't obviously before at that point there was no kind of there was there was like mutterings on the wind about this mysterious new virus that's hit the streets. But that was, you know, in a far flung country, very far from from here. So we weren't it wasn't really front page news. Musically and lyrically, it was in a particular place. Yeah. And when it started to get more serious over here, I was a bit worried that maybe this record's a bit too dark <laughs> for, <laughs> for this period of time yeah. in our in our existence, you know. Yeah. Um and that was I, I didn't want to push it back, but I did feel like is it is it a bit too close to the bone now with everything going on? Um, that was, yeah, that was a worry. I was going to talk about that actually, that I think it's such a wonderful thing that you have released the album now, regardless of it being a particularly challenging time. I know a lot of people have moved their records back for the very, mm. but I think it's something that everyone kind of needs and thrives off, you know, getting still receiving kind of new entertainment as it were. And, Particularly if they've been waiting for this record, as you say, since, you know, beginning of the year when, when you announced it. Um, mm, 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 it's, it's really great. And I guess they feel that you want to give it to them, whatever. And it's not, there's maybe no kind of, you know, you're not worrying about will it sell as many in this time compared to releasing it later in the year, which I guess a lot, a mm. lot of conversations come with, things like that. So I think... For sure, for sure. But you, where you do say, obviously, the the subject matter in this record is yeah. dark. And was there any nervousness from your side about putting a record out when you knew the content of that record could be so kind of comfortably kind of associated with maybe what's going on? But I think maybe in a sense, the world has been unstable in many different instances for the last few years, certainly in England. Yeah. So in some sense, I think whenever you would have released it, people might draw, I guess, similarities to, to lots of different things. And it's just that we're in a particularly dark period, I suppose. Where, yeah. Where yeah. I feel like, um, I think it was probably more me than the label and management. They were like, yeah, we need to get it out. I was <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Normally it's the other way around. And yeah. I was just like, okay. I was just like, um, Okay, cool. Let's let's go with it then. You know, um, I don't know. I've I've always I've always tried to write about the current state of affairs, and like you mentioned, the world hasn't been um, a bunch of roses for a fair few years now. So mm-hmm. it was very much influenced by the last few years. Um, of uh, 
the going ons in this in this country and globally and so it just it just so happened that um yeah I was I can't remember I don't know when it was. I had I remember having conversation with my manager or maybe my label and I it was about, you know, potentially pushing it back and um I don't know, I, I was kind of, I'd been listening to the record just for like, this was kind of like pre-mastering. No, 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 it would have been, it would have been done, it was mastered. So, but I'm always kind of still listening just for like little kind of, any any potential flaws or, you know, stuff that I wanted, want to change, even though by that point it's impossible, but, you know, just for my own peace of mind. Um, and I had, I was listening, but not listening. And it, after that conversation, I kind of like, really listen to the lyrics and even though I, re- I wrote them <laughs> just kind of, it was just like oh <laughs> shit this is like fuck yeah oh yeah there's there's a whole load in this that is going to be associated with this, this exact period of time that we're living in rather than it being a snapshot of the last few years you know yeah. um but you know this is what I've I've signed up for you know I, I've wanted to I always wanted um, a catalog or you know report on how things are for us as humans on this planet and I guess I wanted to write something that this was a kind of message to a whole load of people that you're just not alone in your yeah your feelings or emotions you're going through right now you know yeah. and that 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 felt like the message I wanted to yeah and I guess no artist has control over how their work will be interpreted in any instance yeah for sure you know there's been a whole load of reviews I read all of them and (laughs) (laughs) so so, it's just quite funny I find it quite I find it quite amusing um on one hand you've got obviously people who have had the record for a while and the, you know, giving their opinions based on living with it for a bit, and then there's people who have had it for two days, and it's like, you know, it's not this, it's not that, it's not this. He's trying this, and it's just like, really, okay. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> not much I could do about that. Um, you know, it's it's quite funny, but overall, it's been it has been amazing. It's been really, really amazing that the how it's been received so far and um, yeah how people yeah took me by surprise that that there was a whole load of people who felt like me and that it's okay to embrace those emotions rather than trying to um, hide them away or disguise them you know or cover them in glitter you know yeah nothing wrong with glitter but you know you know what I mean (laughs) yeah well, you've definitely got a fan in Rough Trade, as in all of us. In thank you, thanks, level. thank you very much. Every Friday when new records come out, there's obviously working in a record store, there's hundreds of releases that come out each week, but there's always those sure. that throughout the course of the weekend, you hear the kind of headlines about, or you get messaged by friends about it, or you see it more yeah. online, and yours, this past weekend is gone, obviously, has a definitely been one of those for this week so. oh wow that's amazing that's it's, really it's really crazy. humbling um i guess you've been releasing albums for the best part of a decade now or probably by next year 
Yeah, it's been like, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> a long road. <laughs> but an amazing achievement, I suppose, in, in any musician's career. Um, Thank you. Yeah. But just reaching yeah. this point kind of, has it given you some time to step back at all and reflect on what you've created today and did it in any way inform how this new material was shaped? Um, I guess those kind of thoughts are more on reflection post this album coming out, I would say, uh, more than whilst I was making the records. Um, you know, I was obviously aware that it was going to be my fifth, but I wasn't really thinking about it too much in that respect at the time. Um, I think on reflection... I don't know, I kind of, it was a weird feeling when I, when it came out, because I was like, I, I knew, I, I think it's great. I think it's a great record. And I'm never, one, I'm never that outwardly um, vocal about, about how I feel about a, an album, you know. Mm. I just felt like, ugh, I'm getting old now. <laughs> to this be myself and just you know say what I feel to to a certain extent and especially about my my craft you know I've I've worked on it for a fair bit of time now and I believe in it you know and I need to just I need to be more vocal about that mm. so I was kind of you know yeah I, I, I was saying it to a certain extent before the record came out and once it came out it was like and people started to you know listening and enjoy it or you know give their comments on it I was just like I felt like this kind of feeling of not like it's the end of a chapter but kind of this feeling of I've got nothing to prove anymore yeah. you know I don't I don't feel I'm not a new artist I'm not quite I'm not a heritage act thank god not yet um but I I'm, I feel like I'm at a stage in my career where I don't, I, I'm v- been very lucky that I've been able to just make what I wanted to make, you know, and, yeah. and people have, to a larger extent have just let me do that, you know, and accepted that. And with this record, I just felt like, yeah, I just, I, I've got nothing to prove now. I just kind of, I've just got to continue on this path of this, trying to make quality music however however that however form that comes about and i know i know there's a level of quality it's like yeah there's a level of quality now that i won't go below you know and and yeah i kind of I, oh god it's weird i just never i never thought i'd make one record let alone five really so no, I didn't. Like, the first record was just like, if, if it wasn't because of um, Giles Peterson at Brownswood giving me the opportunity to put a record out, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I was kind of doing it as a hobby, and I was putting stuff out on MySpace, and I, I made a couple of musical friends through MySpace. People like um, Amika Levy and Quares and. Dells and Samfa and uh, people like Golden Silvers and just there were certain characters that were just kind of like flirt this 
kind of finding their feet back then. And I kind of found, we found, kind of found each other when MySpace wasn't so populated and <laughs> it was quite easy to find fellow odd musicians. <laughs> so, you know, I was chatting to them and I was starting to see them do stuff. But I just wasn't, I didn't have the confidence or belief in what I was doing to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and make a career out of this. So it was just Giles and him saying, let's put a record out. That kind of gave me the kick up the ass to give it a go. Yeah. But I, I was just working a nine to five job. I was just doing that, trying to just pay the bills. I wasn't really, I didn't see music as a, as a career, I just always just saw it as a serious hobby that I'd do, you know, do in my evenings. So yeah. it's mad that I've done five albums. You know, it's just it's just it's just mad to me. Um, yeah. And it's um, it's definitely you know it's it's uh, it's my passion. It's something that I want to do for the rest of my life in some shape or form. Um, but yeah, it's a funny funny one in terms of. That is almost 10 years. <laughs> it's so funny. And also crazy that you thought you'd never do one. And then not only did you release it, but it got nominated for a Mercury Prize. And yeah. Your second yeah. Record. You know, that's. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a mad, it's been a mad journey so far. It really has. It's been, it's been crazy. It's been, yeah, a mixture of ups and downs, but you know, I wouldn't change a thing. It's been, um, it's been an amazing journey so far. Yeah. Um, you spoke about friends that I wanted to talk about collaboration collaboration something that is definitely woven throughout not only your current work but also much of your work <laughs> collaboration um, is a funny word I just, I just want to just say something quickly about collaboration okay. um, people it's been banded about a fair bit recently collaboration <laughs> and um, I I don't really, it's funny because I don't really collaborate. It's kind of, I, I've, I've been very lucky that I've had a whole host of amazing voices that have lent me their voices to uh, sing my, my songs, you know, in terms of my lyrics. But in terms of like collaborating in terms of music, yeah, I haven't really done much of that. Um, because I just, I'm a bit of a dictator. And being a solo artist, you kind of just learn to do everything yourself as much as possible. So yeah. I've always found it quite difficult letting people in in that respect. Um, it's not something that I wouldn't want to do, but yeah. Yeah, so collaboration is a funny one. I just kind of feel like it's a slightly, it's not exactly um, a reflection of, what I've done so far. It's more, more features. I've done a lot of features. I've had a lot of features, so to speak. But anyway, sorry, I just kind of no, just no, wanted no. to get it down. <laughs> no, no, that actually makes a lot of sense. I guess, would you describe it more as these other people's voices are kind of instruments that you use amongst everything else that you do to put a song together? For sure, yeah. I guess I would say it. sometimes... And that's, yeah where you're kind of both bouncing ideas off each other and it's a collab. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that. And it's, um, and yeah, and, and, that, and I, I do like that description of using voices as additional instruments, but that's, I don't want to dismiss their 
input, you know, it's they definitely they've they've definitely helped shape the song by by the fact that their voice is on it for me. And a lot of the time I'm I'm writing songs with their voices in mind. So it's kind of like I'm trying to shape the song to work with that particular voice of voices. Um Yeah. But yeah, in terms of collaborating, um no, that's not something that I I do not not in terms of the ghost poet project anyway. Um it's something that I want to do more of. Um but not so much in this project. Okay. I'm so glad you said that though, because that has opened a door to my ears and ah. eyes that was not open before in terms ah, okay. of music and because I think recently I interviewed Richard Russell for the podcast. Yeah about a month ago mm-hmm. and he just put out his everything is recorded project yeah uh, so i kind of see maybe some similarities here particularly where you've moved into you produced this record in its entirety i think yeah i did yeah so maybe could you ever see yourself doing something similar where because you have this access and this obviously ear for putting these voices together maybe producing a record with lots of different people on it but where you're in control of kind of i guess dictating mm, how that would work no. something you'd want to do nah <laughs> i kind of feel what i want to do i would like to produce other people's records but more kind of okay. you know either solos solo yeah. artists or, or bands um that's definitely what i would like to do next i would say was it quite an eye-opening experience to produce it was that some, was it a decision that you made quite early on that you wanted to produce it yourself yeah it was a decision i made pretty early on i wanted to I, I i wanted to do something i just wanted to do something that i felt like i needed a challenge to bring out something new um creatively from me and i felt that was that was the, the challenge that i needed for this record to produce it myself um it was yes and no to the question of was it eye-opening um on one hand it was because you know i never apart from the first record but that was kind of that was just me you know fumbling around in the dark really rather than knowing what i was doing um so i would say this is my first real production um role um so it was a it was eye-opening because of the um yeah all the aspects of it you know it's not only the creative side of it it's the logistics side of it it's the logging of takes it's the making sure you have all the things recorded you want recorded stuff like that which is kind of um yeah I, i i was i was privy to it but i kind of just let the person who was in charge of the steering wheel kind of deal with that. And I just kind of stuck to the creative side of things. So it was kind of interesting. um, Yeah. Having a dual role of being the creative as well as the, the director, so to speak. Yeah. Um, So that was opening. On the other hand, it wasn't because of the amount of records that I'd done, you know, and I've always, I've always been a co-producer. So even though I get distracted very easily and, you know, I've maybe I felt like, oh, have I, do I know enough? Have I, have I got enough experience to do it? 
I, I soaked up a lot, you know, just subconsciously from just being in sessions and observing and understanding what 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 the components of putting a record together are, you know. And I guess if anything, the eye opening thing to me was realizing that a lot of these a lot of the decisions you make about doing something or not boils down to fear and confidence, you know. And for me it was definitely um just understanding that I have to I have to fight my fear of not feeling good enough to do this, you know, this the idea of yeah, this I need I need a professional <laughs> to to do the production thing, you know. Yeah. When I am a professional and I can do it myself. So yeah. it was this making myself understand that and just getting on with it, you know. Yeah. There's definitely something to be said, I think, for your kind of continued um desire to kind of be in full control of everything in relation to uh, I guess do you feel sad for some people in, in the industry perhaps who start out young and naive and maybe lose that control quite quickly and then are kind of scraping to get it back later on um uh, it's <sighs> it's hard for me to say because um yeah I I've made mistakes. I've made many mistakes. You know, it's not been all plain sailing. Um, but yeah, there is definitely for me. There's always been this kind of stubbornness to do things my way because I, I, I guess it's you either realise or you don't how permanent things are. You know, when you start out, how um, the things that you say and create and do when you first start out can live with you for a long time, you know, it's literally been, it's been almost 10 years of me just constantly plugging away and trying to make people understand <laughs> what I'm doing for people to finally kind of get what I'm doing, which is I'm just doing my own thing, you know? And I, I realized that very early on that I have to, I have to shape my own reality, you know, and and believe in it to eventually make convince other people of that reality. And it's difficult if you don't have that those kind of thoughts or feelings in the very beginning. Um, it's not it's not unsalvageable, but it's it's difficult. And you know, there's so many factors involved. So I, I don't want to. I don't want to and be down too down on young people or young artists trying to trying to make it um because you know there's labels and management you know i've I've been very lucky that the people behind me have just let me be me you know they've never put pressure on me to oh you know we really would love you to make something like that song on that record or you know maybe you should dress like this or do this or do that. There's been tiny attempts, yeah. tiny attempts, <laughs> but I've been maybe partly because I started a bit older. I was 27 when I first put, put the first record out. Mm -hmm. So I had a bit of life experience. And so I can't, I didn't know, I didn't know at that point at all what I wanted to do fully creatively, but I had enough presence of mind to feel like, yeah, maybe I don't want my, 
my age to be younger in a press release, mm. you know? Mm. I don't want, I don't feel the need to create a fake or this kind of, you know, shape a different thing, existence or, uh, uh, no, what's the word? Um, oh, uh, a persona, you know, I, mm. I just want to be myself, you know, yeah. for better or worse. I've just got to be myself. And yeah, there's so many things like that, which it's difficult when you're really young and you're being told do this stuff and it's going to end up in a, you know, an amazing result where you, you know, you're on the TV and you're flying around the world and blah, blah, blah. But you just got to do this one thing or do this one thing. Yeah. But you don't, you know, you don't realize until the mistakes happen, the mistakes, you know, the, the results aren't exactly how you want them to be, or how they, how they would, they don't pan out the way you were told they were going to Um, it's only till those moments that you realise that ultimately your career is your career you know and if you don't take control of it and dictate to a certain extent what you will and won't do you know God bless labels God bless all those characters who are trying to make put music out into the marketplace and, 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 you know, onto the radio and in people's hands and ears, but they're, they're looking at it from a completely different perspective from you. You know, if, if, if your project doesn't work out, they can move on to a next project. You know, you, you can't, you know, you can't as an artist. And that's what I learned or started to realize very early on that, no one's going to care about your project as much as you are, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, and I say that with the with the biggest respect for my label and my management, my booking agents, and all of them. They really are passionate about what I do, which is uh, I just I'm just very lucky in that respect. But no one's going to care about it as much as you are, you know. Um, yeah. And that's what I I I hope that young artists can understand a bit more. But it's not it's not easy. No, I wanted to just touch on, we actually spoke about this before I hit record and it was actually, so I'm kicking myself for not recording it sooner, but um, we've discussed that, you know, you've been making music for 10 years and in that time, I suppose, one of the biggest factors that's probably come into the music sphere as well as many other industries is obviously the evolution of technology and particularly things like Mm. social media. Yeah. And especially where you said just then about some things, you know, are there forever and they never go away. If you recorded yeah. a track now and put it on the internet, it's probably never going to go away. Um, sure. And just things like that, they can probably impact the way you conduct yourself or even things like mental health, especially, you know, anxiety yeah. around certain things. Um, has that, particularly during the pandemic, has, has that been something that you feel has come or been a talking point even, even more so. And then when you consider about the songs that you've written on your most recent record, and I think it discusses, you know, technology and social media and it's kind of, it's impact on us as a society. Yeah. Like that's blown up even more, given that we're all stuck at home, but consuming everything online even more. Yeah. You, you said a lot of good things. I'm not sure what the question is. <laughs> that's the question for like a, 
just a thought vomit of like a thought vomit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, have, yeah. I have a lot of those. Does it does it does it instill anxiety in you, even though you've exactly had me. a career of ten years? Is it still a nervous thing to create music in a world where there's so much platform for commentary and negativity as well as positivity? Nah. <laughs> not really um i make music for me first and foremost you know yeah. i don't i don't i don't i love the fact that people listen to what i do and i'll be a liar to say i don't care about people listening to my music because if i did if that was really the case i'll just make it in my bedroom and just give it to my friends you know what i mean yeah. i want to release music professionally so I do care, but I care more about how I feel about what I make, you know, mm. and it's partly it's something I've been thinking about a lot, actually, like, why do I make music? You know, I mm-hmm. tend, that's something that I have been thinking about a lot um, since being on Isolation Island. I just kind of feel like, I feel like it's like a form of therapy for me. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a way for me to exercise my demons to a certain extent and talk about or at least have a um an outlet for emotions and feelings that i i find more uh, a bit more uncomfortable to talk about in everyday conversation that's definitely changing as i get older as i get older i you know, it's that ticking clock type thing of this, like, you know, you realise the idea of mortality and, you know, mm. I'm not going to be here forever. You start to just, I do, I I, I have just started to just say how, what I feel way more, you know, and not be afraid to, um, to not rub people out the wrong way, but just... Um, just to give my honest opinion about things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I know I make music for, for, for myself and for the reasons that I mentioned. So, you know, <laughs> if I'm happy with the end result, then that's what that matters. You know, yeah. there's characters yeah. that I've read review, a review today where it was like, what did he say? He said something along the lines of, remember this record's only been out for two days, you know? Just two days, and already it's a case of, um, oh, it's a you know, the production's undercooked, and you know, uh, uh, it's like it's she's trying to be, he's trying to be, uh, he's trying to, um, obviously trying to emulate like a Maxine Quay, and blah, blah, blah. it's just like, mate, it's just, it's just, it's just so not the case, but I kind of feel like. This is the this is the the nature of um, yeah you know the world we live in where there's so many people that can comment and discuss and dissect what you do and it's very public um, and you I guess you, I guess I'm lucky that I have a relatively thick skin and I just kind of look at these kind of things and this laugh and it no I I, I do get pissed off about it yeah but I kind of I'm. I'm, I'm, I can steady my mind enough to be like, that's just their opinion. I love what I've made. Yeah. And 
that's all that matters. And I can then steady the ship and just keep it moving. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I'll just continue making what I'm making. Um, so yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's the long answer. The short answer is no. The long answer is why they said. <laughs> People should sometimes take a bit more time, I think, to in, indulge in something before. This is it. You know, how, how, are you, how are you creating an opinion and writing a whole long ass thing on an album that you've listened to for two days? Yeah. It's just like, it's weird. Yeah. And I guess it's their yeah. job in a sense, but... No, this, isn't, this, this was not someone's job. This is, this is just, this is just, you know... An opinion piece. This, this, it's a particular website that uh, collects collates is that the word collates all um an artist reviews and then people can comment underneath a particular album with their own review right. and it's like and but this with this particular website people who review these things or, or comment are like they're quite in depth you know mm. they're kind of like serious music fans yeah rather than paid professionals, which, you know, that doesn't make a difference in terms of if you're paid or not. But, you know, so, no, <laughs> this particular person is not paid <laughs> to give their opinion. They've chosen to give their opinion, which is fine, which is yeah. perfectly fine. But I just find it quite amusing how you can come up with such a strong opinion about yeah. a record after two days, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm, and I'm a bit of a hypocrite. I'm a bit of a hypocrite. But at the end of the day, if it was a great review, I'd be like, "Yeah, great, thanks, <laughs> thanks." Um, so yeah, you know, there yeah. is that. But I just kind of, I find it quite funny. Yeah, I guess I demonstrated it quite well by just launching into collaboration purely, probably because I've read so much where that is mentioned in relation to you. Oh, of course, really I know. Kind of yeah. So I know, and, and yes, that's nothing against you at all. It's something that <laughs> has been around for a little bit, and it, I just noticed it a bit more than usual. Yeah. Um, on this record, I don't know. I think I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of precious about the fact that I, I did this shit myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I have no. I have no issues at all. Um, uh, letting everyone know who was on the record and, you know, who helped, who played the instruments, you know, it wasn't as if I was sitting down there and playing with instruments yeah. myself. But yeah, collaboration isn't quite work for me. But that's what's so great about talking to musicians because then sure. you the real insight and it does, not in a bad way, but it alters your opinion. And you then go back and listen to records and see it in a, in a different way, in the way maybe that is... Sure. Is more, um, yeah, in, in sort of through their eyes, which I think for is sure, not, for sure, podcast. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. No, it's true, and I, I feel, um, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm very lucky that I, I have the opportunity to say how it is. You know, there's a lot of people who don't get that chance, so yeah. you know, I don't take that for granted for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so so much for taking the time to chat to me today. Um, That's all right. That was great. The record is out now. It's brilliant and amazing, and people should go buy it. Uh, they can get it on vinyl. Thank you. Rough trade. Um, yeah. And yeah, do you have? And any it's got the lyrics. 
for once, it's actually got the lyrics. I decided that I was going to put the lyrics out there because that was another thing that was annoying me, that people were just getting my lyrics completely wrong. So I thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to put the lyrics out so no one can say anything to me again. So yeah, buy the vinyl and all the lyrics are in there. Yeah. So no more confusion. For me, I always say that I love the physical format still because mm. so much part of the whole, the whole art. Like mm. that, that album is not just... 10 tracks it's the mm. artwork the lyrics the yeah sleeve notes all of it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah completely yeah, yeah so so true yeah I, I truly believe that I'm a a big advocate for it we all the keys we turn in these lots together you all the dust we surround I stick to shadows forever she's a shoot for the moon honey yeah. but there's no light inside Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.